Hello, I'm Taj, digitally known as Tropic Vibes, the host of Nifty Business, where we highlight NFTs and explore Web 3.0 as we move from pure speculation to creating real-world value. Today, I'm going to discuss something that I learned in my quote-unquote day job that I'll be carrying over into Web3. And hopefully, by sharing this, I can help any entrepreneur, anyone that's coming into the space willing to start a Web3 business or has some sort of goals, whether it be launching an NFT project, creating some sort of media arm, software, whatever it might be, most likely you're going to need a team. Most people that are in business know that a team can accomplish way more than any individual can accomplish. However, more often than not, we have these rock stars that we put up on a pedestal as if they're building the world by themselves. The Elon Musks, the Steve Jobs, and so many other people that are vocal, they're public, they're front and center, and they're building these massive companies with great visions and dreams. However, in any team, there are many parts and many roles to play. Today, I'm going to discuss something that I learned via a men's group And it was all about different personality types. And I know this is something that probably doesn't come up a lot. Multiple entrepreneurs that I can think of that are running businesses and they have no idea of what sort of personality types are needed on a team. And speaking from personal experience as managing a family business, I can say there are a whole bunch of different personalities in this company. And some of the struggles that I was going through is realizing that the major roles that I'm forced into, I guess you would say, put into the position of because of my relationship with the family, it does not fit my personality whatsoever. So understanding that there's different personality types, different functions and roles is very important, even in NFT projects, Web3 projects, or any sort of business for that matter. And a lot of this content that I'm going to share with you actually comes from a book called King, Warrior, Magician, Lover. And this probably sounds like some ooga booga stuff, but trust me, it absolutely applies to business and it will definitely apply to building out a team, especially in Web3. When we are scrambling to do things and we're looking for help and we need to fill in our weaknesses. So as I mentioned, there's basically four personality types. This book actually applies to the archetype of masculinity, but it definitely applies to any sort of group and it doesn't just apply to men, but breaking it down helps with the team. So first there is the king. The king is the visionary. That is the person that has the great idea. And normally the king lives in a world of chaos. All the ideas are coming from left and right. This person is just scrambling. They have more ideas than they can possibly execute. And as soon as they start one thing, they're on to the next thing. And usually the king is the person that is the most boisterous. They're out there front and center on the stage presenting the ideas. And they're doing all sorts of things that usually makes a team just in complete chaos because their ideas are coming way faster than can possibly be executed. And this sort of person has a personality that looks a lot like ADHD, right? They're all over the place. Ideas are coming. Their brain is constantly working and they always want to expand the kingdom, build the next thing. And anyone working with the king will usually say things like, well, he gave us assignment two, three, and four, and we haven't even figured out how to do one yet. And the warrior is the person that is all about the action. Like, don't tell me the plan. I don't want to hear all the nitty gritty details. I just need to know the marching orders and I'm good to go. That is the person who is really executing the vision. Usually that is the technician. Put their head down, start coding, start drawing, start figuring it out. Just problem solving. Just get out there and do it. No excuses. Whatever this idea is, I don't want to hear about is a down market, a bad economy. I don't want to hear that crypto is going through a rough time. This is NFT winter. None of that. Just let's go. Let's start building. Let's do it. That's the warrior's personality. The magician's personality is all about the systems, trying to systematize everything, put everything into categories and make everything running. The magician really believes that 
any amount of chaos that a business can produce could be systematized and plugging in people into it. So the magician truly believes that everything can be documented, broken down into small parts, and passed on to whoever it is that's going to execute this. So it is not dependent on the rock star brain coming in at each single position. No, the magician believes that if I break this down into a very small part, I can train basically anybody that is willing to follow my system into doing it. Usually these people have analytical brains. They're all about spreadsheets, numbers, creating manuals, procedures, helping the team to build a routine, those sorts of things. That is what the magician is doing. Then there is the lover. Usually the lover is the overlooked person, but the lover is all about relationships, making sure everybody on the team is okay, feels represented, their voice is heard, make sure that when emotions are running high, this is the person that's going to be the cool, calm head in the room, wants to do the outreach. Maybe that's the person that's going to pick up the phone first to call to make sure everything is going good with that person. Well, someone is sick or not doing so well, that's a person that's going to usually reach out and make sure everything is okay. And because of this, a lot of people think the lover is a weak person, overlooks that person, and especially in male circles, very few people want to admit to being the lover personality. However, the lover does play its part. And I'm gonna put it all together now to show you how it actually works in a business and when you're putting together a team for a project or anything of that nature, and I'm going to carry this over into assembling a team in Web3. And full disclosure, I definitely want you to know that I'm still working on putting my team together, but as far as this information, it applies to when I'm evaluating our current brick and mortar staff. So going over into Web3, these are the things that I'm putting in place in order to build out a team. So I just want to let that be known that by no means am I saying I have years of experience of putting together a Web3 team. However, I do have experience managing a physical location, brick and mortar team, and a team is a team, a business is a business, and these are different parts moving into it. So I'm going to use an NFT project as basically the example for this. The king is the person that comes up with the grand idea, the vision. This is what we're going to do. This is the project. That's who we're trying to reach. This is our roadmap. And here is the end goal. The warrior sees all of that and says, okay, great. Let's go. Let's start building. Let's start doing spaces. Let's start advertising. Let's start recruiting people that are going to buy into this system or buy into this project, I should say. Forget waiting until the market's better. Let's go now. Magician is looking at all of this and saying, okay, that is a lofty goal. This roadmap is absolutely ridiculous. How are we going to break this down into stages? Okay, this thing is the first thing that we need to do. Put that at the 10% roadmark. Put this at the 20%, 30%, and then maps out the whole thing. Okay, the first thing that we need to do is start to putting this into place because all of those things that follow are dependent on this. That's how the magician is looking at a project. And while all this chaos and madness is going around, the lover's making sure everyone's okay. Bringing in the coffee, reaching out to the people. This is like the human resources person. And even in the community, once the project starts to launch and people start to flood in, the lover is like the community manager. It's really the glue that holds everything together. So let's use Apple to show really how all of these things could go. This is probably the biggest brand. Everyone knows Apple, what they do. Well, Steve Jobs was known as the face of Apple for decades before his passing, right? Steve Jobs is definitely the king, the visionary. He's the one that's up there. Everyone knows him and just assumes that all this great stuff is because of Steve Jobs. And that is really how he is. But if you've ever heard anything about him, whatever, he's extremely demanding, had all sorts of crazy ideas, and he wasn't the easiest person to work for. And that is an understatement. He had impossible deadlines, ridiculous tasks. 
And then the other Steve, which is Wozniak, was the warrior. He was the one that was doing all the coding, all the brain stuff, and figuring out how this stuff could work. Steve came up with the Steve Jobs, I should say, came up with the ideas. Steve Wozniak was the one who just put his head down and started building. Didn't matter how ridiculous it was, how short of a deadline it was. I've seen a documentary on the other Steve, Steve Wozniak, and he was explaining that he was actually working another job at the time when Steve Jobs came to him and was throwing this stuff at him. And his free time is when he started to build all of this stuff, which basically became Apple. So it did not matter that he was short for hours. He was short for sleep. He just put his head down and started building for his buddy Steve. And that is how the two Steves ended up launching Apple. Now, the magician personality really shows up in someone like Tim Cook, who is the current CEO of Apple. His personality is much more dialed back. He's not out there front and center. However, he is all about numbers and systems. And that is actually why Steve Jobs put him in a place to be his replacement. Because unlike Steve Jobs, with all these big lofty ideas that can really get a company spread out and doing all sorts of crazy things, he knew that Tim Cook was more of the spreadsheet guy. He was the one who was going to build Apple into this trillion dollar behemoth that it has become. So he was honestly handpicked by Steve Jobs before he passed away. And if you notice their different approaches, just watch a keynote or an interview of Steve Jobs and then watch a keynote or an interview with Tim Cook. Two very different personalities, two very different approaches. And if you look at his history and stuff, he was really in the finance. He was not in the creative side of Apple. And then the lover personality. If you're familiar with Guy Kayasaka, he's probably the most visible person that I would put in this role. Now, granted, I don't know what he is like in his day-to-day, his personal life, what have you, if he would really fall into this category. But as far as how Apple went, he was the tech evangelist. He was the one that put the human face to all of that tech. Apple was a very big behemoth of a company, even back in the day when he was there. And not a lot of people can relate to Steve Jobs and all his crazy thoughts and his prickly personality, if you will. And then, of course, Steve Wozniak, when he was still with the company, was all about the tech and building and the hardware. And let's face it, most people don't understand all of that stuff. All the technical nuances, all the acronyms, all the things that goes on under the hood, the average person doesn't care. So Guy being the tech evangelist, was the human face of it. He was the one that made everything relatable, understandable, and was always there with a smile to just glue everything together and be the bridge between the people and the mission. So if he was a true lover, his personality, the things that we see him doing on the public scene, actually relating to the public and up there speaking and being that glue, in reality, he'd also be doing that internally within the team. So again, I don't know exactly what was going on behind closed doors with him, but based on what I saw publicly, he seemed to be the lover personality in the team. Now let's scale this back to a very small operation. You might not have four rock star people filling each of these roles. It might be two. Hopefully it is not one, but that is even possible. But the person has to understand that, yes, they're going to be weak in certain areas and they're going to either have to outsource or recruit people that can fill in those other areas. And I can even think in our business, our family business, my father has the king personality all over the place, always coming up with these ridiculous ideas and just throwing things at the team, creating total chaos. And I have the magician personality, believe it or not. I don't care who gets the credit. I don't even want to be on the stage if we win an award. All I care about is being in the back end, creating the system. And as long as the team wins, I am absolutely good. Our warriors are the people that we put in place to actually just do the thing. I think of one young man that usually when I give him an instruction or we say, this is what we're going to do, before I finish the sentence, he's already walking away. Multiple times that I can possibly think of that I have to stop him and say, wait, 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 come back. You didn't hear the second half of it. And I'm in Jamaica and Jamaica is not known for fast action, always doing things. These people 
on the island are very low-key, laid back. Just think of even down south in the United States. It seems like wherever there's warm weather, people are just much more carefree. So this guy definitely doesn't have any of that in him whatsoever. And I always have to tell him to slow down. By far the only person on our staff that I ever have to say that. But he has the strongest warrior personality out of everyone. And last but not least, the lover in our organization is my stepmother. She's the person that reaches out to everyone, makes sure everything's okay. She brings in food for people sometimes. And granted, she is normally in the office doing the book work, paying all the bills and what have you. But in between all of that stuff, she wants to make sure that everything is running well with everyone, getting birthday gifts, funeral arrangements, all sorts of things. Like she is the one that is always asking, well, how's your mother doing? Oh, how did the funeral for so-and-so go? Did she have a baby? Was it a boy? Was it a girl? How much did she weigh? Well, that is all of my stepmother's alley. She's a person that is always interacting, speaking with everyone, wants to make sure everything is okay. And so, yes, even in a brick and mortar shop, these things come into effect. But of course, you're not listening to this to hear all about brick and mortar shops. So how does this apply to you, even if you're not planning to launch a Web3 business? It helps you to evaluate teams. I personally am very wary of a one-man team or a one-woman team unless it is an art project, one-of-one artist, that sort of thing. Or it is a very low-end, just collectors, just some fun sort of project like on Wax. But definitely, if I'm talking about minting or buying into a huge drop on ETH that might be you know, $1,000 for the NFT. And when I do have the math that they might be raising $3 million and I look at the roadmap and say, okay, this is absolutely ridiculous. There is no way I'm buying it if it is a one person team, because I know no one individual is going to have four strengths in all of these areas. So I asked myself, well, who's making up for all the inadequacies? As I said, the king is normally not the person is about systems. The king and the magician usually work well together because the magician organizes all the chaos in the king's world. But if it is up to the king, there would be no systems. The king truly believes that they are the system. They can just figure it out. They'll make this up as they go. Nothing has to be written down. It is all stored in their head and they just roll with the punches and the visions keep coming in. And warriors and lovers, those are really opposites as well. The warrior does not care about feelings. The warrior does not care about conditions or anything of that matter. The warrior just gets the job done and builds. Now, the lover, as I said, is the person that's checking in, making sure everything is okay. So a team really needs all of these parts because the warrior is usually not a very relatable person. They're not very empathetic. They don't want to hear excuses. And if the team is solely ran by the warrior, it could sort of be a very toxic environment. But at the same time, if it is ran by solely the lover, nothing really gets done because the lover just wants to make sure everyone feels good and everything is okay. And the atmosphere and the ambiance is up to standard. So hopefully you found that interesting. I mean, I touched a lot of things. I use examples not only from Web3, but also brick and mortar. And even if you're not launching a project, just using it to evaluate a team of any nature, whether investing in a business offline, you know, trying to... Uh, give your cousin a few thousand dollars to start a business and analyzing this stuff, whatever it might be. This is very applicable. This is something that I learned offline in my day-to-day -day life. And as I said, these concepts for the most part came from that book, King Warrior, Magician Lover. I'll leave the link in the show notes if you're interested in that sort of thing. But going forward, as I build out a Web3 business, all of these things are going to be in the forefront of my mind. With that said, thank you for listening to this. And I'm excited to be on this journey with you as we learn and build Web3 together. So until next time, Later. The Nifty Business Show is not investment advice. It provides insights and information within the space. As with anything, please do your own research before making a decision whether you're making an investment or a purchase.